0: Can we pray together, y'all? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for our worship team welcoming your presence. I thank you for Edith welcoming your presence. I thank you for the Andersons at the door welcoming your presence, Lord. And so now we ask you to have your way. Remove me so that people may be able to understand you a bit more clearly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, there's uh, some examples that I was trying to look up online, and I grabbed a few. Looking up this concept of a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. You've heard that phrase before. Uh, I looked it up and the one of them that came to mind for me is sometimes when I'm hungry, I got a big sub waiting, got a nice cold drink, I go to get a big old bag of chips. You open the chips and it ain't but this much chips in this big old bag, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're like, come on now, that's a a whole lot of nothing. There was uh, another person online that says, yeah, you know, I've been really encouraged lately by people on the local level, but sometimes I listen to politicians talk for 30 minutes and I don't know what they're saying. Sometimes it's just a whole lot of nothing. One of them came to me and was like, hey, what a pit bull with no teeth, barking but ain't got no bite. A whole lot of, <laughs> whole lot of, whole lot of nothing. Go to the dollar store with about $30. You might come out with a bunch of bags But you got a whole lot of nothing. And we're going to dive in today to the scriptures and and see the potential that we have as believers to, to have fruit. But when it's not connected to Christ, you can have something and it really be a whole lot of nothing. Would you join me in John chapter 15? As you know, we've been going through our short series called Abide, and the first four verses set the foundation for us in John chapter 15. The The scene was set with God being the gardener, and he is tending to the vine. The vine is Christ, but he loves us, and and so he tends to this vine of Jesus, and we are the branches. And the tending to process doesn't always feel good. It's called pruning but pruning is something that's good for us pruning is healthy pruning is a a thing that helps us grow and it helps us flourish but it is clear that we are only able to bear fruit because of our connection to the vine because of our connection to Jesus so said another way we get to know who we are based on who we are connected to based on our closeness to Christ. We don't provide strength. We don't provide sustenance. We don't provide nourishment. We cling to one which gives us nourishment. And so our job is called is to abide. Our job is to stay close. Our job is to stay connected. Our job is to stay in the arms of Jesus. But in the verses we're going to read today, it gives us a a couple of new things to add to the equation, a couple more things to build upon abiding so that you would understand what this concept is like, because you and I will be tempted not to abide. Look with me at verse 5 and verse 6. God's saying, Pastor, you're giving us two verses, you usually give us 20. We're supposed to be out of here in about eight minutes (laughs) <laughs> Y'all know me. Uh, let's go. Verses five and six. That's all we're going to cover today. Verse five. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. When I was a a, a kid, I used to play this game called Red Light, Green Light. Some of y'all might be too young for that. Million May shook her head. You know Red Light, Green Light? Let's go. Connected with the young people out here. So, in red light, green light, there would be a person that stood and would call out red light, then you gotta freeze, or green light and you gotta walk. And your goal is to try to get to the person that's the conductor that's calling this out. You know, your role is to listen and to do what you're being told, and the conductor's role is to call it out. There's no confusion you hope to be able to get to that conductor spot, then maybe you can switch spots and now you get to call it out for everybody else. There's no confusion in the roles. You see here in this first verse, in in verse five, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. No confusion in roles. As the vine, I am the conductor. As the vine, I am the one sustaining you. As the vine, I am. You remember last time we talked about I am that that phrase that 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 rings loud I am If you could imagine the the struggle that the people of God had during that time because they're hearing something that their minds can't wrap around. They're hearing the I am is this God who created all things. The I am is this God who uh, uh, started creation, got it in motion. The I am is the one who holds all things together. And then you saying, Jesus, that you are him, you're saying that this Being that seems so far away from us, so other, intimately wants to be present with us? Intimately wants to engage and know us, intimately wants to stand before us? The great I am who's created all galaxies is right here? And that answer is yes. Yes. You see there's a, a clear distinction, a clear uh, uh, identity of who Jesus is. And he says, I am the vine. I am the vine. And so we know his role. We understand his purpose. We understand he is the sustainer. But, but that second phrase within that should do something to us. You are the branches, you are the branches. You see, uh, the world would like you to say, oh, you're limited to just being a branch, but no, you should see it as I get to be an extension of Christ. I am an extension of Jesus Christ. You are the branches. I remember when, uh, when I would get up in the mornings as a child I had my regimen, my little routine, but then at the end of my routine, no matter what, my, my mom would be you know, kind of waiting for me and she would size me up to make sure everything I did was cool. So she'd see me and then she'd be like, okay, so she'd lick her, lick her finger and then get the sleep out my eye, lick it again, get the, you know, the little drool off the side of my face. She'd clean me up before I leave and then she'd say, I love you. Now saying I love you was something that was just a part of what we did. But you know what I realized later? There was a lot of people who didn't get told I love you. So when I went out into the world, I don't, it wasn't mean, but it don't really matter what y'all say because I know at least my mama loved me. (laughs) If everything else go bad, I know at least those arms love me, believe in me, care for me, want my good. You are his branches. That should be words of encouragement, words of empowerment, words of value, of dignity, where he's saying, you are my extension. No matter what this world brings to you, no matter what is thrown your way, no matter the shame, guilt that Satan tries to heap on you, you are an extension of me, and I and I love you, and he's gonna, we're going to talk about love a, 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 a bit later. But Christ wants us to, to have this ammo against Satan when he tries to throw stuff your way. Nah, I'm a branch of the king. What you talking about? Somebody come out with a t-shirt line with a branch or something. Hook me up, you know? Celebrate this thing. You are branches. Continue with me in verse 5. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. He it is that bears much fruit. See, we have this great understanding of Jesus' identity. But in some ways, it's, you can see him setting you up for success Him saying, hey, you're going to bear a lot of fruit, right? because you're gonna be connected to me, right? And because I'm gonna keep seeing you flourish, right? You're gonna keep reflecting me, right? It's this cycle of as you are connected, you get to reflect him more, and in reflecting him more, your fruit is on full display, but your fruit is only on display because of your connection to, to him. But, but it's interesting, man, how, how humble and how amazing God is. I mean let me let me give give me some descriptors when you go to the store and you see some good fruit give me a give me some adjectives or some 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 descriptions of of good fruit fresh sweet juicy ripe appealing smells fresh smells good G- give me some descriptions of a vine. Rough. Withered. Like, like you, don't, you don't get as excited about that, do you? You don't have as many. We're we about done. We got rough and withered. <laughs> but you see, Jesus is saying, this God who is everything could, could before all of us shine his glory and draw all people to him with great ease. But he says, no, I'm going to work through you, my fruit, that which the world is going to see is going to work through you, my branches. See how humble God is, how much of a, a servant he is to even bless and work through us. That which he could do himself, he's doing through you and I. We are his branches. We get to be those that will bear and show his fruit. I remember uh, as a kid, and this sermon is like a big kid sermon. It's like my fifth kid example. But they just coming, kept coming back to my elementary days. Now let's see this one, Amelia Mae. Did, did, you, did you have a big wheel? You know what a big wheel is? See, ah, I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> see, I had, I had a big wheel, and that's this this giant kind of bike thing that was all plastic, you know, ride these things, had a lot of fun. Well, you, you would grow and move from the big wheel up to the big bike. And I remember being with my father first day on the big bike. And, and I'm just rolling. I'm doing this thing. I'm feeling good about myself. People laughing. Hey, Lilia, you got that thing. It's all good, da, da, da. And I get back home, I look back the whole time. He'd been holding the seat, (laughs) keeping me up. I'm thinking I'm doing something. But you see, my ability to move forward was rooted in my father holding me up. See, without my father, I had no balance. We see, we understand it in life, but somehow we can forget it when it comes to our spiritual journey. Jesus is saying, your fruit will be beautiful. That's on me as your loving father, as your king. It's on me to produce fruit on you, but it's on you to stay close to me. It's on you to cling to me. It's on you to see me as your sustenance. I am the vine. Verse five you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. I, uh, before COVID I used to try to take a moment to appeal to my kids and I, I want like our kids and I want to take a, a second to do that because I appreciate the worship you guys have. So kids, if you are uh, 11 or if you're younger than 11, stand up real quick. You're younger than 11. Stand up real quick. Can you can you lift your arm up and show me your arm in the air? Show me your arm. All right. Now, what's your arm connected to? Shoulder. Okay. It's connected to your shoulder. Okay. So go ahead, pull your arm off. Yep. Yeah, just take it off. Go ahead, pull it. Take it off. It won't. It won't come off. If it did, if your arm came off, what good would it be to you? Somebody said, nothing, I'm going to take that. Yep, let's go. I'm going to put that in their mouth. Okay, y'all can sit back down. Good job. your, Your arm is connected to your body, and it's useful to you. You use it naturally, but it's only as good, it's only useful as long as it's connected to you. We are only good. We are only of value. We only can reflect Christ and bear fruit as long as we are connected to Jesus. And so there are many ways that, that, that we can define that, that connection. But I, I, I like what, what one author says. He says, uh, and he wrote this back in like the 1700s, but I'm going I'm to put it, in in modern day language. He said, Christ speaks here, and his last name was Trent. He said, Christ speaks here of natural morality and civil righteousness, which has nothing to do with man's salvation, but of spiritual righteousness and fruits of the gospel. Nor does he speak of unconverted men, but of Christians who even after their conversion are in constant need of his grace for the performance of any Christian work. Christ is the beginning Middle and end of spiritual life, and we can do nothing without him, but with him we can do very much. It is a poor and inadequate interpretation of the words without me to make them to mean you can do nothing until you are in me or until you have my grace. So, so it gets, if, if you think, oh, I can't do anything until I get saved, then once I'm saved, I'm cool, then that's a messed up thinking. Actually, what he says is, no, what we should say is, from first to last, it is I that am working in you and through you. So you became a believer. It didn't get all cooled in, now I'm saved, I'm cool. See, what should happen in all of us is you needed Christ once you got saved, and the same need that you had before you got saved, you have today. For your sustenance, the same clinging that you needed for Christ to do a redemptive work in you, you need to continue. It ain't over. We still need Jesus. Ask some teachers, ask some marriages. Huh, huh, huh. Look at, stay right here, stay right here. Wedding day was beautiful, wedding day was amazing, wedding day was the start. It takes work to see a marriage flourish. It takes work to see a, a, a home be stable. It takes work to, to celebrate one another and not tear down one another. It takes work to listen to Christ and. Mm, 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 mm. It takes work not to say what you want to say when you want to say it. And you could have said that, but you ain't say it anyway. It takes work. And so I, 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 I stay dumbfounded by people who are together for like 50 years and don't love Jesus. That To me, that, I stay dumbfounded. It takes Jesus. But that's not just the marriage. Because if you're single, you, it takes Jesus. It takes Jesus not to be on, 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 when you call somebody on customer service and they transfer you nine times and the eighth person got an attitude what you say to me? You see, it takes Jesus, and we constantly need him, constantly need to be connected. And so when he's showing us, and I want you to bear fruit, it's not based on what happened when you got saved. It's based on our continual need today. So our question is, how are you depending on Christ today? How are you depending on Christ today? There is uh, the environment that he's preaching in is to Christians. And so this is to believers. This is to disciples. This is to believers. And what he's saying is you can come to faith or you can be saved and not bear fruit. You can be in the presence and then choose to chill, to have a lax luster Christianity. And the next verse, you could start focusing on the wrong thing. The next verse, verse six says, if anyone does not abide in me, He is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burn. So what you could be tempted to do is start saying, "Okay, so is this hell? Is this the last day? Which judgment is this? How much time do I have before that judgment happens? Don't no, Scratch that. What he's saying is, this is what you should be focusing on. I'm trying to put you in an environment where you can flourish, where you can do life, where you can reflect and look like me. And you want to choose Stupidity. You want to choose judgment. You want to choose to not be connected to me and to have what may look like fruit. Because we all know how to play the Christian game. We all know how you doing today. Oh, blessed and highly favored. He working on me. Blessed. Come on, we, we, we can play the Christian game. but it's it's in this heart, it's in this place where God sees all things and I get a chance to truly be obedient before him that now my faith is put to the test and will I cling to him or will I just show a whole bunch of nothing? Will I reflect a a whole bunch of nothing where the world sees me and I look good because I sweep some some yards or I might help a neighbor shovel the snow, but in my heart I'm really doing that for me might perform, but I'm not prostrate before the Lord. You see, there's a, there's a difference, in, and Christ wants us to cling to him, to be close to him, not to be about a whole bunch of nothing. And what ensures that his people are thriving is when we stay connected. There was a mom, she was... Uh, Saw this in an article called, from a magazine called Bits and Pieces. A, a mother wanted to teach her daughter a moral lesson, so she gave the little girl a quarter and a dollar for church. She, she said, put, put whichever one you want in the collection plate and keep the other for yourself. That's what she told her little daughter. When they were coming out of church, the mother asked her daughter which amount uh, she had given to the church. Well, the little girl said, I was going to give the... But just before the collection, the man in the pulpit said that we should all be cheerful givers. So I knew I'd I'd be a lot more cheerful if I just gave the quarter. <laughs> Ain't it easier to just go with your flesh? Isn't it easier to, to let your flesh just be fed and to act like that even? after you've come into an experience with Christ, the flesh don't die. It's still there wanting your attention, screaming for your attention, saying, submit to me. But it is our job to submit to Christ who says, crucify the flesh. Mother Teresa put the finances in a different perspective. She said, if you give what you do not need, it isn't giving. If you just give on the abundance, that's easy. But it's giving out of something that's a struggle. And that struggle at times isn't just money. I I like that the Bible uses money as a good example because it cuts us all across the board. We all understand that. But giving can primarily be from the heart. You know? And so God is wanting us to be close to him to cling to him to see him as our I am and to know our position as his fruit bearers that we get a chance to reflect him and to see him show up in some mighty mighty ways family I am I'm blown away at at what God does and in Galatians 3.28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male or female. You are all one in Christ. I'm blown away that, that he's not looking and saying, oh well, 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 because you're a guy, your fruits like this, and because you're a girl, your fruits like this, and because you're young, your fruits like this, because you're he's saying, I'm the vine. And your beautiful diversity be connected to me so that my fruit can bear and the world can see it. But you will be tempted. You'll be tempted with a, 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 an ultimatum, and this is the last thing I want to try to end on, which is simply that you can be tempted to, to pursue fruit for fruit's sake or pursue the vine. Like 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 are you saying Pastor that we can't do good things in the world? No, like 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 you can have a, a a good job and you can have like service to to mankind. There are a lot of humanitarian efforts that are good and noble in and of themselves. But these things, fruit of Christ, are kingdom things. Kingdom things. Like 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 you know when your job, you're saying, Lord, I'm taking this job for you. Does everyone need to do that? No. Right? You, can you be a Christ-like example on your job? Yes. Yes. But there's a difference be sent between saying, I'm doing this for you. And you should have some areas in your life where you're saying, Lord, this is for you. Now, some people could say we're going to be like super holy and that should be everything. Okay, you chose the milk for Jesus. You chose serious, like like some people get too super holy. What I'm trying to say is you should have some, some clear things where you could say in your life, I am about this for kingdom purposes, Lord, and build me, equip me, keep me close to thee for your benefit. What does that look like? See, for you, that might be your job. Maybe you took a job that's less paid because you said, I know that environment, I know those people, I know where they are, and this is where I feel God leading me to serve. Cool. For someone else, it might be their church. Nope, I believe that God wants me here because I I know that he's doing some things within this body and I want to be able to be a part of it, cool. For some people, it might be, yep, we, we have not seen our cousin in five years. Uh, he, he's passed away um, and his daughter needs a home. We believe, God, we will worship you through investing in this child. Come on in. I, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but you should be able to say before your spouse. Here's the three areas I really want to give to God. There's three ways that I want to invest so that God sees me clinging to him. I don't do it to earn his favor. I don't do it to earn his grace. I do it because I've already received his favor and his grace and his mercy abounds. And so out of that, I serve and share. So I can give you 40 of them, but just a few can change the world. Can change the world. And so, family, it is... It is uh, out of, out of this understanding of the vine, our ability to bear fruit. And my prayer that we will not be just having a bunch of nothing around us, but we will be reflecting the fruit of Christ daily. I, I lastly want to encourage you to a little bit of TV. <laughs> I want y'all to watch the chosen sometime. I know I'm 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 getting royalties. They're gonna give me some money back. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Brother Chris and I was blessed to be able to go kick it together and, and uh watch the chosen some of it. And um it, it's a series, I won't tell the anyway. It's about Jesus. But 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 one of the things I love about it is. With each person, they do a great job of developing this this moment where Jesus says, follow me. He says, follow me. And when you take that step, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you were four years old, if you're 12, if you're 40. When you take that step to say, I'm willing to follow, you're not doing that in and of your own strength. You're doing that depending on Christ Keep depending. Keep drawing close to that vine. Keep staying connected. Keep following him. If you're a person today that's saying, Lord, I, 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 I hear what pastor's talking about, but I, I don't really understand it all. Well, let us break it down for you. God is our creator, he's created everything, and he's started a plan in motion for our good. Unfortunately, sin has disrupted that initial plan, and sin is what what is a cloud that haunts and is over the entire world, but Christ said sin will not reign. You may think that sin is just uh, people who murder one another or people who steal, but it is everything in between and extremes that are even further sin is anything that hurts the heart of God and sin is not simply around us sin is in us but Jesus died to do away with that sin Jesus died to put that sin in a box Jesus died so that you could be free from the effects and the not excuse me not the effects cuz sinful things still happen but you could be free from the control of sin and so we get to operate in a new Fashion. We get to operate not submitting to what sin is inviting us into, but to, into what the Spirit, into what the Holy Spirit, into what God invites us into. And today, you have the opportunity to follow Jesus. He says, come, follow me. And so, we want you to have the opportunity to respond with a Yes. And when you say yes, you're saying, Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe that you want to lead me, and I'm willing to follow you. Well, do I got to quit smoking? I met with a young dude the other day, was spending some time with Do I got to stop smoking? Do I got to stop drinking? Look, that's going to be between you and Jesus. You might. You might not right away. I don't know. What I know is the starting place. Is do you believe you're a sinner in need of grace and that Jesus extends that to you? If you believe that, then you start as a believer today. With all your brokenness, with all our brokenness, we welcome you into the family because we all broken clinging to this Christ. so if you, if you have accepted Jesus today, we ask you to pray with us. God, I believe you are real. I know that I'm a sinner, but I'm thankful for your grace. You did it on the cross. You died on my behalf, and now I want to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you are, have said that in your heart, even if. Was not perfect with your lips. You are good. We celebrate you today in Jesus and pray that you will feel uh, a family that wants to come alongside you and walk with you. Uh, simply text us or put something in the chat or call us or whatever. We want to welcome you into God's family uh, and see you grow. Um, we are.